Hey, Kagan, what's up, dog? How's it going, Tay? Pretty good, man. I'm stoked to be catching a game versus Liberty with you tomorrow. Um, I'm excited. This is going to be one of our different podcasts. We're going to be actually got some huge news that uh, that we can't wait to talk about. And then we have progress reports for the rookie QBs. We have the week rank, weekly rankings. We also have our QB teams recap for the week. So it's going to be a packed, loaded podcast on this one here. Like yeah, it's two it's been a few weeks, too. So uh, I know, man. Glad we finally to be got back. our schedule together. Yeah. Let's hop right into it. Odell Beckham Jr., senior, dropped a highlight or would it be a low light reel of OBJ with Baker Mayfield the last four four weeks, I believe. And that kind of uh, spearheaded the move for the Cleveland Browns to drop Odell Beckham Jr. So now we are talking about the top three OBJ landing spots. So we're going to go from worst of the top three to the best of the top three. So I, I did mine a little different. I, okay. I did – so I pulled up the NFL waiver wire because I was just curious of what the waiver order was. And then also, you know, it sounds like the Browns and Odell are reworking his contract so a team is more likely to claim him off of waivers. So uh, for me – I did like a waiver one and then one based on if he clears waivers who I think will sign him. Okay. So I'll go for the waiver one. I'll go in order. Uh, Lions? No, I don't, you know, I don't think the Lions bring, I, I don't think the Lions put in a claim for him because they're 0, 0 and 8. Uh, you know, I don't think he helps them win games and then you know, I don't think you bring a personality like that into a losing locker room uh, without a true leader. You know, it's not like they have a, a leader signal, signal caller back there. I think it just turns into a Cleveland Brown situation all over again if you bring him there. Uh, which is contradictory to who I think will put a waiver claim in, and that's the Dolphins sitting there at number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if they're serious about – uh, bringing in Watson after all this clears or whatever we find out about Watson, you know, I think bringing in OBJ this year ahead of time, also given uh, to a, a legitimate option alongside Waddle, uh, I think is an intriguing move. Um, you know, that's a team that's still got a quality defense and can win some more games if they continue to develop to a, uh, but even if not, which it doesn't sound like, so it doesn't sound like they're committed to Tua. I think if they're really going all in on Watson next year, having a key piece around him like OBJ could be useful, in my opinion. So I could see the Dolphins putting in one. Okay. Uh, next team on my list on the waivers are the Seahawks at number nine. Uh, he's got ties to Russell Wilson. They've worked out together. They're good friends off the field. Wilson's been trying to get another wide receiver. Uh, another option in the passing game, you know, they're one of the most pass-heavy offenses in the league when Wilson is in at QB. And I know they got two pretty good ones in DK and Lockett, but could you imagine, you know, DK and OBJ on one end and Lockett in the slot? It's pretty scary. It's pretty scary. Uh, scary. So they're always looking to load up on talent. And then for me, 
I think a surprise team that no one's really talking about is uh, the Colts sitting at 14 on the waiver priority. Uh, you know, Hilton, uh, T.Y.'s came back two games, and he's gotten hurt two games. So, <laughs> you know, they don't have – they don't have a legitimate option outside of Pittman. Uh, you know, Pittman's developing really nicely, but I think giving Carson Wentz another big target uh, in the passing game could really help. Uh, got a really solid running game there. So, you know, play action it would be beneficial, I think, to bring him in. So that's my top three on waivers. Uh, my Falcons are sitting there at 11. I would love for them to put in a claim, but I, I don't think, A, they can afford – to make, I don't think there's any way they can make room for that contract. And then B, again, I just don't think a team that's not going to be competing is going to put in a claim for them. I got you. I got you. So give me your your top three, three if he makes top it. Three if he okay. uh, disregarding waivers because I never okay. I never took into account waivers. I never took into yeah. account. I think it's well, clear. I, you know, I think that's what everyone assumes uh, because no one wants to pick up that contract, really, you know, clearly based on them not being able to trade him. But from what I've been reading, it sounds like they're trying to rework that to where he gets front loaded uh, up front as a sign in bonus. And then um, the cap hit or this salary for this year will be much smaller. So I think that would be a little more enticing to some teams trying to pick them up off of waivers. So who knows? Maybe not. But if it clears waivers, uh, number three, starting at the bottom for me, number three is New Orleans. Uh, I know he's closely linked to New Orleans. New Orleans apparently tried to make a deal for him between the, before the deadline and couldn't get anything done. Uh, but, um, you know, from what it sounds like, he's going to be owed about $7 million with the way this is reworked. And last time I checked, uh, I, I can pull that up right now. Actually, last time I checked, the Saints only had about $1 million in salary cap available. So they'd have to do some serious restructuring, I think, if they were to make that move. And I'm not saying they can't do it, but it would be really tough for them. So they're my number three. I think they definitely have a shot at them. I'm sure they'll figure something out. But – that's uh, that's pretty tough to get that salary in, you know. So I believe, uh, uh, I believe they were going to figure out because now the popular thing to do with these NFL contracts is to convert them to signing bonuses, right? And and that creates the cap space. So if they really wanted that to get done, I definitely think they would get that done. And that is my also my number three landing spot um so over the cap over the cap.com has the saints at 998,752 cap space i mean that's that's tough to rework yeah i mean it's possible but that's tough because i can't see him playing for anything less than about three three million or halfway point he's old seven million um so about three three to four million for the remainder of the season is something that i would uh the number I would expect it to be. Um, but I like him in New Orleans for more sentimental values because uh, he's going back home. It's home. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and I really believe uh, Sean Payton is a coach that he would respect enough to uh, to get things together and stay in line. 
even if uh, it isn't a long-term solution, which I think it could be with Michael Thomas, um, that debacle that is unraveling before our eyes. Um, so, yeah, New Orleans, the only downside is he won't have Jameis. Um, so he, he'd be with a below-average quarterback um, in my eyes. So they would likely still lean on a lot of Kamara and um, – there could be some negative game scripts where he flourishes, but he's going to be in like the losing situation. Yeah. Moving forward. Who's your number two? Okay. I think my number two is going to surprise a lot of people. Um, my number two is uh, OBJ uh, to the Bucks. So. Uh, <laughs> Let me hear it. <laughs> Let me hear so, it. So. <laughs> uh, Jeff Darlington for ESPN says keep an eye. He said it earlier today to keep an eye on Tampa, uh, that there has been a mutual respect between him and Brady, and they've aspired to play together. I don't know where he's getting his information from. I'm not really sure. But do you remember? Do you remember uh, when um, the Browns played against the Patriots, and he gifted Tom Brady some of his new uh, some of his Nike OBJ cleats? Oh, I do remember that. That is where the ultimate respect was paid to Tom Brady. Always wanted to align with the GOAT, and I will love OBJ with a veteran QB. So, and, and here's why I think it makes sense. Uh, so, they have the cap space. Uh, I think they're about $3.2 million. Uh, so, they have the cap space. I think maybe have to rework a few players to get something done, but still, they got room to work with. Uh, a, Antonio Brown has been banged up a little bit. Gronk's been banged up a little bit. And I think you really saw it as good as as good as Brady played in that last game against the Saints. And you really saw that like they still can improve offensively, and I think OBJ uh, could help them. So uh, that's my number two. You know, I really think Brady's known for getting players he wants around him. You know, uh, that's he's done it in New England with low lesser name guys, a few bigger name guys, Randy Moss. Uh, you know, he's done it since he's been in Tampa pretty much if he wants them and they think it's a logical fit, which I think this could be with, you know, Brown being banged up, Gronk being banged up. They've been willing to show that they'll trust Brady and go with his gut. So I think it's a good landing spot for him. My number two would be the New York, New England Patriots. Um, the reason that excites me is because – a lot how Alabama rehabilitates coaching careers. New or New England, sorry, rehabilitates player careers. Randy Moss, Corey Dillon. Um, I hate this. Can't really use OBJ. I mean, um, Ocho Cinco. Because that was yeah. the old experiment. But veterans usually go to New England. They get there. They align with the Patriot way and rehabilitate their career and end up somewhere else in the future. But I feel like the New England Patriots are a pretty decent team. They're missing that perimeter threat, and I feel like he'd have a, he'd have a direct line to the number one receiver spot in targets, volume. How do you feel about the Patriots? So the Patriots are my number one. Oh, uh, for all of the yes, I do not have o- or Las Vegas now. Sorry, oh, I do not it. have the Raiders on there. <laughs> uh, so uh, the Patriots are my number one for those reasons. Bill Belichick has proven to show 
in the past that he's willing to take a chance on a veteran guy who might have been in some trouble, who might be coming off a lackluster year and and rehabilitating their careers. Uh, I think he's got the mindset and the presence to keep OBJ in check. Uh, You know, I think OBJ would respect that system and respect that team and that coach enough to go in there and work hard uh, to get on the field and keep his mouth shut and play football. Uh, and I agree. I think he'd be beneficial for Mac Jones, who has been the, you know, the most efficient quarterback coming out of the draft this year out of the rookies so far. Uh, so I, I really like them as a landing spot. Again, they also have the cap space to do it. They need a true number one, you know, their run first offense, not quite as much as I think Cleveland is, but, uh, I think, you know, he would still be happy there because it's, it's Bill Belichick, you know, it's, it's a, Notable head coach. It's a notable team and notable franchise. So I think he could hold us on there. Before you get into why you think Las Vegas, I am going to say why I think not Las Vegas. <laughs> okay. uh, they clearly have a need with the unfortunate situation that unfolded with Rugs a few days ago. Uh, but I think that's probably one of the reasons they'll stay away from them. Uh, I just think, you know, they got a lot going on right now within the franchise. Uh, you know, Gruden stepping down, everything that came to light with him, this going on with rugs. I don't know that they can afford to take on the personality of OBJ. If things go south, like that's just another thing to pile on top of them for the season. And one, I think once you start piling things on a franchise like that, no matter how good you're playing or how good your team is, it gets kind of hard to overcome that because it's constantly a struggle. Um, you know, I could be wrong. Uh, you know, also interim coach, uh, he's put, he's done well in his two games so far, but I, I really think you need a clear leader when you bring in a guy like OBJ with the diva personality. So that's why I think not, it could very well happen. If anyone's big enough to figure it out or wild enough to give it a chance, it's definitely Las Vegas, but I, I just Derek think that's a lot is the leader that the Vegas Raiders need in the locker room to control. Um, that is one of the biggest reasons I feel like uh, since Amari, Derek Carr hasn't really had a receiver that uh, can make plays one-on-one, 50-50 balls, things like that. And that's the one thing that they're missing. It would alleviate some of the struggles that they're having with the running game, um, which I can't understand why. Um, Jacobs is a very good running back. Peyton Barber for some reason, looks like a really good running back with them. Kenyon Drake is a very good pass-catching um, third-down running back. And I, they have everything they need. I'm not sure what it is with the running game and the running backs. But that t- offense is really explosive. They spread it around a lot, but I feel like that is by default. If they had a number one guy to go to that they could trust, OBJ is definitely that guy, and he would – revitalize his career as far as uh because i i have for the last four or five years been like he's not the same receiver he he was his rookie year or his first two years right um just because everything was just so uber athletic he was given a chance every time and um i think he needs that type of volume for us to really consider him um he needs Devonte adams type volume uh to make get the opportunity to make those type of plays that everyone fell in love with and that is why I like the uh, the Raiders as the the number one landing spot. But I also like the Patriots. 
just because Josh McDaniels knows how to scheme guys open. He knows how to make guys work. Right. And, uh, and look, I think, you know, we talk about him not being the same receiver and, and, you know, maybe he's not, but I still think you give it to OBJ on a two, three yard screen pass and he can still get you 30 to 40 out of it every once in a while. Uh, you know, I mean, I still think he's got the ability to make plays. Uh, so I agree with the whole McDaniels thing, finding ways to get him the ball and get him open. So we agree that New England Patriots is going to be the best spot for OBJ. I, I we, think we, so. We can, he's They're in my number two. They're your number one. That's the only thing that we are really close on and we can agree with. We were close right. on the Saints being at three. The only thing we're different on is the two. Yeah, I can't believe you don't like the Raiders, though. I just think it's a lot for them to overcome. In a short, you know, I, I mean, the need is there, but was Ruggs really doing that much for that offense anyway? No, he was just their leading receiver. They're most talented for sure. Most talented for sure, but, you know, he's – that that offense is still going to go through Darren Waller in the passing game. So, like, right. I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't think they're losing – I mean, they're definitely losing something, but I don't think they're losing enough for them to be desperate enough to bring in the facade and, and all the show and everything that, that goes around OBJ Conquered. when they're trying to handle all these other situations all at the same time. But Absolutely. All right, so – Let's get into our rookie QB progress reports. We're only doing first round QBs. I was really on the fence if I want to do Davis Mills. Um, I put some Davis Mills info you in did. here anyway, right. just for prepared. comparison. <laughs> I was prepared, and uh, so we'll, we'll definitely see where he would rank out of the if he where his grade would be. We'll just do his grade. We'll do that. Okay. All right. So first off, number one pick, Trevor. Lawrence, what's the grade you gave him? So for me, I'm giving it a C plus. Uh, you know, I I You're think. Far too kind. What are you giving him? C minus. <laughs> a D minus. Okay. No, I'm giving C minus. C minus. A C minus. Okay. <laughs> a C plus. That's not that much different. Yeah, we're close. Uh, look, of rookies, uh, he's second in yards. Uh, he's got two touchdowns on the ground eight through the air nine interceptions uh 59.6 completion percentage uh the one thing you know it's he's the number one pick so people look at it and they're like that's not great for the number one pick you know the number one pick is usually going to a terrible team and the jaguars are a terrible team uh those first few games it took them a little bit to figure out things you know they were running Carlos Hyde over James Robinson for some odd reason. So they didn't really have a solid running game to help support them. They don't have a great offensive line. Their defense is terrible. There's a lot of things going against them. Uh, I also think one of the things that's going against them is he's never lost. You know, I mean, he's lost a few against Bama. He lost against a great LSU team. But he's never lost like he's losing right now. Uh, and it's been interesting seeing him kind of adjust to that. And, like, I don't think, in my opinion, I don't think he's adjusted as well as he needs to be playing on a team that bad. 
I, that is I, why he has a C minus for me. I, I think he is letting it affect the way he plays, and he can't do that because he's generally a pretty accurate quarterback. But like fifty nine point six is not good. Uh, so you know, I, I think that's affected him. He's scared to make some throws. Maybe he doesn't feel confident with what he's got around him. I don't know. But to me, he's not playing to the potential he can be, even though he's on a really bad team. So I definitely agree that uh, his body language, um, the way he moves on the field, he show, he's showing too much of uh, when, he, when he throws an incomplete third down or the short, he is visually deflated. Yes. And you can't do that when you are um, already playing for a bad team. We didn't have very high hopes for him, but we expected to see flashes, which we have seen. Right. Um, but I just – I don't like the uh, the awareness in the pocket. He holds the ball a little too long. Um, it's okay to throw the ball away. Like uh, – but with him being as talented as he has always been, he knows – or he feels like he believes he can make every throw. Because right. he always has his whole life. And I feel like this – him having lesser talent versus the guys across the, the field from him, that is going to be the uh, – where he needs to learn to, to grow and race and elevate the guys around him, which he hasn't been able to do yet because he's on his back most of the time. Or he's on his back more often than I like because he's not on his back the most. Justin Fields is definitely on his back more often. But I, I can't – I can't blame him for poor pass protection, but I can blame him for poor awareness when on the field and body language. You got to know that you are going to take your bumps and lumps in your rookie year, but you can't show how deflated you are whenever uh, those type of things do go wrong. So yeah, C minus is definitely what I give him. Um, Let's go on to Zach Wilson. He has uh, what 1168 through the air this year four passing TDs, nine interceptions, and been sacked 19 times. What's the grade you give Zach Wilson? I give Zach Wilson a D minus. You know, I borderline – I almost gave him an F, but, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, when I look at these guys, again, they're going to teams that are pretty bad. Uh, you know, they don't have playmakers on their teams. Uh, you know, the Jets more so or even younger probably than Jacksonville. I don't know what the average age on that roster is, but they got a young team. Uh, the one thing that uh, is frustrating with me to Wilson is like he's still making or was up to this point still making some of those boneheaded plays, uh, you know, and I know that's kind of growth and all, but like, you kind of got to learn quickly in the NFL. Uh, so I feel like a couple of his interceptions were just honest mistakes. Uh, look, he's 10th in the league at sacks. He's getting hit a lot, 19 sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to me, he's not using his legs. I don't know if that's coaching design. Uh, you know, one of the things that made him so electric in college was using his legs, making, you know, making plays, creating space, getting out of the pocket and, and using that ability. And he hasn't done that much, uh, which has really been surprising. Uh, if you'd have told me Trevor Lawrence would have had more rushing touchdowns through this far in the season over Zach Wilson, I'd have laughed in your face. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that's really holding him back, not using his legs as an asset uh, until they learn to kind of use that. 
Uh, and it doesn't have to be much. I'm not saying he's got to be Lamar Jackson out there throw, you know, run for hundreds of yards, but like an early Russell Wilson is kind of what Zach, you know, Zach Wilson reminds me of. And I know that's crazy, Wilson Wilson, but like Russell Wilson, when he was in the league in his younger days, you know, scrambling around, making plays happen. He wasn't really rushing for 80, 90 yards a game. He's, you know, just keeping the defense honest, drawing that defense in a little bit long enough to make plays and get some receivers open. And I think that's what the Jets have to start doing with Zach Wilson. I agree. And uh, we were very close on the grade for Zach Wilson again. I was very close to an F, um, and but I feel like, the thoughts of giving him an F was uh, due to the success that Mike White was having. And I was like, if Mike White can do this, why can't you do it? But I gave Zach Wilson a D. Um, one of the biggest reasons I give him the D is because he has, he, ha- he drew comparisons to Aaron Rodgers coming out because of his, uh, his footwork, the way that he throws. But he reminds me a lot more of another Packer great. And that would be Brett Favre, old Uncle Brett. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the amount of bad decisions that I see being in his arm is the biggest reason for the D grade that I give him. I, I don't like seeing a young quarterback get in the habit of forcing throws. Like uh, you said that you would like to see him run a little bit more. He does a lot of running. He just does behind a line of scrimmage well, to buy yeah. time yeah. to – make a big play but you have to understand that um you may need to be a mac jones and um take your check downs you may need to be a tom brady and take your check downs those are still great quarterbacks and i feel like once zach wilson um learns how to target his tight ends and learns how to target his running backs his career and his grades will likely go up in our eyes just because he's not taking as many chances uh he's keeping his team on the field keeping the other offense off the field but yeah, a D for Zach Wilson. I can't blame him for all of the sacks, but he does hold on to the ball a little too long, looking to get the big play. And Corey Davis is a very good receiver. Denzel Mims is one of my favorite receivers. Uh, Jameson Crowder is also a great receiver, but he just doesn't have the type of receivers that will want to go get that 50-50 ball. And they've been banged up. So Crowder starts the year banged up. Crowder finally gets healthy. Uh, so... So I, I will – we give him a D, right? Right. All right. So Trey Lance was the third rookie QB pick. Um, I'm giving him an incomplete. What are you giving Trey Lance? Wait, what did you give him? Incomplete. I hadn't seen enough. That's fair. But well. since we put him <laughs> on here, I feel like I had to give him a grade. Okay. Uh, What's the grade you give him? I have a grade for him, but – I'm going with the C, not a minus, not a plus. I'm going with the C. Okay. Uh, he looked really bad in the games he started, but he's shown flash. Uh, and so, it, well, not really bad. He looked decent in one, really bad in one. Uh, anyway, 354 yards, three touchdowns, interception, 52.1 completion percentage, and one rushing touchdown. Uh, I think he's shown promise which is what they drafted him for. They didn't draft him to start now. So, like, none of these guys – you know, all these other guys on the list were drafted to start now outside of fields. But Wilson, Lawrence, Mac Jones, 
all these guys were expected to be starters. Uh, you know, maybe not Mac Jones right away because they had Cam, but, you know, everyone saw the writing on the wall. Uh, so f- as far as what we've seen, what they've asked him to do and what he's done, uh, I think he's been surprisingly pretty decent uh, at a C. You know, I think I can definitely see the potential for him in a Kyle Shanahan offense in the future. Uh, you know, I don't know how long they're going to stick with Jimmy G, but uh, I think from what they've seen, I think they got to be pretty happy with it. So I- I'd give him a C. Okay. Uh, do, do D's get degrees? D's Is that a do or- get degrees. So I'm giving him a D. Uh, okay. He's good enough. <laughs> Just because he isn't where I thought he would be as a passer, I expect him to use a lot more play action in the two games that he played. And I just didn't see enough of what North Dakota State used for him, which he's in a run first offense. This is going to be a great offense for him to grow into. Uh, this is going to be a great team as they build around him. But I just would give him a D at this point. The 354 passing is very is very promising and very encouraging. Uh, he's right at 52%. Most good passing quarterbacks are around that 68% mark or in the upper 60s uh, at worst. And uh, he's just not where I thought he would be as a passer. But he also isn't prepared to start either. So that is why I gave him the incomplete because he's not ready to start. But, yeah, it's a D for me then. Okay. So now we go to Justin Fields. Justin Fields has 991 passing yards, three passing TDs. How many uh, rushing yards does he have? I mean, rushing uh, touchdowns, is it one or two? One. One. And we have 26 sacks and seven INTs. But the sacks is – It's a lot. It's, it scares me. It reminds me of uh, David Carr. When he was with the expansion Texans and uh, how that derailed his career, but what grade did you give Justin Fields? I give Fields a, a D minus also. Uh, so D minus for me. Um, again, he he's he was heralded as one of the smarter QBs coming out of this class, uh, and I just haven't seen it translate to on the field. That is not me calling. Justin Fields dumb. I'm just saying I have not seen the intelligence that everyone talked about translate to the field. Uh, you know, the seven interceptions, some of them have been forced, uh, you know, and then the lack of using his legs to escape some of this pressure. Like, again, not saying all 26 sacks, like you said, not saying all 26 are uh, his fault or the line's fault, but there's definitely some he's taken that he could have gotten out of or gotten away from. And, you know, outside of the first two games, I think he had 10 rush attempts the first game he started or played and then eight in the second. Outside of that, I don't think he's had anywhere near uh, like five or six. So, you know, to me, that's another key component to his game is getting him active with his legs and creating space. And unlike some of these other, you know, some unlike some of these other guys, you know, Lawrence comes in with James Robinson, who – Urban Meyer wasn't really feeding the ball and and I wouldn't even say was a great talent. He was probably a surprise talent last year. You know, Marvin Jones, veteran presence at receiver. Mm -hmm. But, you know, outside of that, nobody really. Mac Jones, same thing. No real dominant pass catchers. Uh, You know, I loved Damon Harris last year. 
but you know, still relatively unknown, great running back out of Alabama, but still don't have like that key guy lose James white. That hurts them even more. Cause he was very vital to that offense. Uh, so you look at fields and he doesn't really have that excuse. He's got Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is a legitimate wide receiver in the NFL. Now, is he wide receiver one? Like maybe he was a few years ago. Probably not, but he's still a legit- legitimate threat. He had David Montgomery before David Montgomery went down, but Khalil mm-hmm. Herbert's proven to be just as good and he's got a great defense. So like, to me, I judged him a little harder probably than some of these other guys because, in my opinion, he was going to the better team. Like, they were a more complete team than some of these other guys uh, went to. You know, I felt like he had a good running back. He has good wide receivers, or at least one good wide receiver, and Mooney has came on pretty well. So, he doesn't get the excuse of not having the talent around him. I think he's got the talent around him outside of his offensive line. But, again – you know, got to use your legs a little bit, make smarter decisions, throw it away, you know. So here I am being so, so, uh, well, this be QB friendly with these progress reports that I gave him a C minus. And oh. uh, a, lot, a lot of the reason I gave him the C minus is because I, I like he's being pretty efficient. He's right at 57% when it comes to uh, his passing completions. He is throwing it a ton, but he's also throwing it to the other team a ton, which is why he got the minus for the C. Uh, I don't, I don't like. Uh, I do agree with you said about him being, um, being pretty much a, everything above between the ears being up to par. But I don't quite think he's ready yet. I think a lot of what the uh, the issue with his interceptions are, he's not really understanding what he's seeing. Um, there's been a lot of uh, poor decisions on those interceptions. And it just may be uh, he hadn't seen enough coverages to understand. And and defenses really enjoy fooling these rookies. They they hold things back. And um, and it, whenever something they hadn't seen before, they kind of panic and believe they're seeing a window when it's not really there. Uh, he does have Allen Robinson, like I do. And Allen Robinson is very disappointing <laughs> right now. Um, and I'm I'm blaming that on Fields because before Fields, Robinson was pretty much quarterback proof and naggy proof, and now I don't know what the heck is going on. And I I thought naggy was the issue with Fields, but maybe Fields is really the issue. Uh, now that you point all those things out to me, but I don't think he was quite ready to play. An injury forced him to play, and now we're having to uh, give him grade him very poorly. You much more than me. Yeah. And look, I, I, he did get forced into action uh, a little a little sooner than we both expected, which worked out okay for me because I got a maybe an extra win or two out of him that I didn't expect. Uh, and look, it's still early in the season for when we're talking about an an extra game. I know that one extra game doesn't seem like much, but still seventeen games in the season, so he's got a lot of football left to play. Uh, and again, I don't, he's on a decent team. He's about to get David Montgomery back. So maybe that helps him out a little bit, you know, calms him down, takes some pressure off of him. Uh, so, but, uh, I, I think he's got potential, you know, I think all of these guys are in really good spots. I think Wilson and Lawrence probably in the worst two spots, but not in terrible spots. All right. So now we move on to 
Mac Jones, who has 1,996 passing yards, nine TDs, six interceptions, and has been sacked 15 times. What grade are you giving Mac Jones? I was fairly generous to Mac Jones, what? which I hate saying because he's an Alabama guy. <laughs> uh, I'm giving Mac Jones a B minus. Uh, I like that. So, uh, highest grade for me. Um, you know, he's making good decisions. He's been a game. I mean, he's been a game manager essentially. Uh, I mean, I know he's got a lot of yards. He's up there in yards, but uh, for rookies at least, I think he's top ten in the league. So he's not just like checking down, checking down, checking down, managing a game, managing a game. I think he's averaging two forty nine a game. Uh, but that's pretty decent, pretty solid. Uh, you know, he's got a, a good, he's got a good offensive line. He's got a great coach and great system. I think he fits that system really well. Uh, so I think he got thrown into the best situation. Uh, so that's why I said I was probably being fairly generous. But he's got probably the least amount of talent around him. I mean <laughs> – you know, we talked about Wilson and Lawrence, and it's like you said, you know, Lawrence at least had a pretty solid established uh, running back behind him. He's only, you know, Marvin Jones is pretty consistent wide receiver. Chark's only a few years removed from a 1,000-yard season, a pretty good season, which I know he's hurt. You know, have a young mm-hmm. up-and-coming talent and Chenault. Like, they have the pieces for Lawrence to be successful on offense. They just have to learn to put them all together. And I think maybe that's going to take a new coach, in my opinion. But either way, <laughs> and then Wilson, and then Wilson, you know, I know they're run, young at running back, uh, but Carter's starting to really play well. As you said earlier, they have Jamison Crowder. They have uh, Corey Davis. These are pretty good receivers. Maybe not a legitimate number one option, but they're still pretty good receivers. He has a great offensive – well, I thought going into the season he had a pretty good offensive line. Uh, so, you know, they, again, have talent around them. Mac Jones is – you know, Jacoby Myers hadn't caught a touchdown in his career. The one he got, got caught back. Like, poor dude. You know, like, who is he? He's – you know, Aguilar, uh, Bourne, these are all throwaway guys that other teams didn't want. You know, it's a makeshift wide receiver room that he's dealing with. So uh, I kind of bumped him up because of that. You know, he's not – doesn't have a true number one threat. He's spreading the ball around. He's getting it done. He's taking care of the ball for the most part. I mean, six interceptions isn't that bad. Uh, you know, he's the only – well, outside of Lance, he's the only rookie – with a positive touchdown and interception ratio, you know? So. Are you there? All I'm right. not sure where you lost me in my ramblings. You just said Jacoby Meyer, who I love. Okay, and yeah. So, you know, no – basically what I was saying is he has no legitimate options. He's got throwaway receivers from other guys, other teams, you know. Uh, so, to me, what he's doing is a little bit more, you know, exciting than what some of these other guys – well, maybe not exciting. It's way less sexy than some of these other guys, but – 
he's consistent and he's doing it. So, you know, to me, that bumped him up a little bit in my ranking. I mean, he's going to end up with a four Okay. Yeah. I like how accurate he is. So I like him uh, taking what the defense gives him and processing it pretty quickly. That, uh, that minimizes athleticism. And what I mean by that, they don't really ask him to throw on the run because a mobile athlete. Action. He doesn't really have the biggest arm. That he had physical limitations by looking at his numbers and looking at how well and gets the ball to his guy. I think I do. Mac Jones. If Brady did quarterback his offense, he just well. I'm not sure if it's because he and Nick said amazing. Thanks, uh, the doctor covered those two guys uh, that, I, that I love. And I feel like they take a lot of what Matt Jones did well at Alabama and brought it to their New England playbook. Uh, so I do enjoy what he's doing and how well he's doing it. With, with um, um, he's passing to a guy who's never scored a TD, and he's like, like one of the high, he has the most catches or receptions in yep. yards without a uh, touchdown ever. I think he I has lost three two conversions, so that equals six points. Yeah. No, I'm back. I'm back. What? <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird. I was raving about. Because of my, so he's never scored a TD. But yeah, I, I do appreciate what Matt Jones is doing. And I, and I gave him a B. Okay. So let's take a look at Davis Mills. So I, did, um, I didn't really give him a grade. I just wrote some of his numbers down for comparative purposes. You know, uh, if I had to give him a grade, mm, I'd say like a, a D minus. I don't know. What do you think? Lost you again. I'm pretty sure. Oh, dog. I'm giving. Are we back? Yeah. Okay. Oh, we're back. All right. I we are. So, before we disconnected, I said I was giving David Hill a C plus. He understands tank <laughs> for a better pick next year. No, honestly, um, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm honestly, what I what I like about Davis Mills is. He's shown the ability to extend plays with his feet. Um, and he, he's been fairly accurate. And I touched on the only person or the only rookie QB with a passer rating than him is Mac Jones. 
and he understands how to get the ball to Brandon Cooks. He understands that he doesn't have a whole lot of help with the rushing rushing game. Shoulder a lot of the look. A lot of game scripts are negative. All in the air more often, which is putting the ball. But the action ability are two things I really enjoy. No, to his better talent. But as far as I don't think this team would have been great, um, because they, they what? Where would they? In your opinion, you know, probably not. I don't believe that much better. I think their games would have been closer on the box score. But record-wise, I don't really see them being that much better. You know, I think they lost one that I felt like they got away from got away from them earlier in the year. I don't remember what game, but I remember them losing, and I was like, man, they should have won that game. Uh, you know, maybe two or three wins instead of one and seven. You know, maybe they're – Maybe they're two and six or three and five, but not much better in my opinion. Okay, so these are the games that I believe they they really uh, they got away from them. And Deshaun Watson may have made a difference in these games. The Houston New England game, Deshaun Watson would have found a way to pull away and win that game. They lost twenty five to twenty two. The Texans did. Okay. Uh, the second game of the year. The Cleveland Browns, it was a score of 31 to 21. But go to look at where it was 14 14 at halftime. I believe the the 17 points scored by the, the Browns would have been scored by Watson and company. That's another game. Those are two games that I believe they would have won um, instead. So that gives them three wins. They weren't a better team than Arizona, definitely weren't better than the Ra- the Rams. They would win this week with Watson versus the Dolphins, which I, I still think Davis Mills can win this week versus the Dolphins. Well, how do you feel about that? Uh, Yeah, I think they could win this week. I think the Dolphins will win. But uh, Mills isn't going to play, though. Tyrod plays. Tyrod but this, plays. But Watson would have won. And so two or three games at this point will be the, the difference. So – Given the talent around him, I I appreciate what he's be, being able to do. That's, so that's fair. why. That's, that's why a I fair give, assessment. That's why I give him a C plus. Um, I'm so glad Tyrod. Yeah, he might get you a win. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so let's get into the uh, the quarterback the rankings or our draft. Wish you. Okay. Uh, last week was a rough week for me. Uh, last week I went, I believe, let's see, where is it? All right. Last week I went five and eight, and you went seven and four. So head to head, you be, oh, yeah. Head to head, you beat me four to one. Uh, you beat me. Uh, you had a win from Darnold, who you also lost. So is that really a win? Uh, you beat me. You beat me, Josh Allen against Tua. 
I beat you with Big Ben versus Baker. You got Mac Jones versus Herbert, and you got Mahomes versus Daniel Jones. Uh, the only real surprise on this list for me is the Herbert Mac Jones one. I really thought I'd get a win out of Herbert. Uh, and then I really got my hopes up with the Daniel Jones one. Get a win out of him as well. So, uh, got my hopes up with Daniel Jones. He let me down, but you know, one and four is kind of what I expected. Uh, you know, Dak not playing. You still got the L from Cousins, so that helped. <laughs> but I'd have much rather had that win from Dak. Uh, you know, I had three games that I split, you know, three and three. Uh, you had two. You split two and two. I will say I was surprised Rodgers beat Murray. Uh, you still got the only winless quarterback in golf, so congratulations. Uh, you Burrow surprisingly got you the L against the Jets. Uh, but Teddy got you a win, so you know, pretty good week for you. Bring your overall up to 60 and 49, so you're sitting pretty good for the uh-huh. year. My overall is at 55 and 54, so I did manage to stay above 500. So, so, uh, pretty good matchups this week. We have six head to heads this week. Uh, I have Dak versus Teddy, which I think I'll win that one. Tua versus Tyrod, which we just touched on, I think really could go either way. Uh, Daniel Jones versus Carr, I think you win that one. Lawrence versus Allen, you definitely win that one. Herbert versus Hertz, I think I could win that one or should win that one. You think the Eagles are going to beat the Chargers? And Jalen Hurts. Uh, No. And then the last one, Jimmy G versus Murray. If Murray plays, uh, you know, they're kind of talking like today. If he's not 100%, they're not going to play him. So, I don't know. Yeah, game time uh, But if – yeah, if Murray plays, Murray versus Jimmy G, that one can go either way if Murray's not healthy, to be honest. Uh, if not, I'll take a Murrayless win for Jimmy G. Uh, and then you have three games against yourself. I have two games against myself. So, you got Baker and Burrow matched up. Uh, you got Cousins and Lamar matched up, and you got Mac Jones. Well, actually, Darnold may not play, so it, has he been ruled out already? Hasn't been ruled out. Uh, I think Dak plays, but I think he should not play. Hmm. Get think, a start, I, stay healthy, I, give me a win. I, I think he should sit this week. Um, they don't really <laughs> <win> Denver. <laughs> I, really I don't think, think so win. either, especially without Von Miller. Exactly. Um, yeah, I definitely think Denver's packed. And then I'm, I'm surprised they didn't trade Drew Locke, but they likely wasn't market. And then I have Ryan versus – I have Matt Ryan versus nobody against the Saints. I had Winston go down, so – Lucky. Well, uh, I guess that's unlucky. No, I might lose. <laughs> uh, and then uh, you got my homes going against the Rogerless Packers. So you For might be without season. you might be without Rogers in next week as well. Uh, and then Wentz got me a win last night against the Jets. So I'm one to know on the week already. Yeah, but it's usually not how it ends for you. You're right. Excuse I like my matchups rough. this week. I like Dak. I like Herbert. I like Jimmy G, even if Murray plays. That's, you know, that's a good in-division game. That could go either way. Uh, Daniel Jones has been in some close ones. I just need him to pull a couple of these out for me. He's a little uh, more help. And then, and then Tua and Tyrod can go either way. So, I, I like where I'm at. 
I think I'm in a good spot to split with you three and three this week, uh-huh. which helps, you know, uh, you're going to get three losses in your head to heads against yourself in or two if Darnold doesn't play, but either way, maybe get you another loss. Maybe the Packers will upset Mahomes. I really, uh, let's go. I really don't need, uh, Jordan love to, to upset anyone. So say, uh, you want to win, put Bortles in. Would you stream Jordan Love this week versus a, no. a Tinder? No. Wow. I don't like Love, man. He hasn't looked good, good in his action. All right, out before the game. Murray is. Okay. So you have Jordan Love and Lawrence on your well, Lawrence would have played. Yeah. Murray, if, if Murray's rolled out last minute uh, in our league, you don't have many options. Uh, you yeah. have his Jordan Love. Yeah. Justin taking Jordan Love. Mm, I think Justin's going to go to a... Well, let me go pick him up before he can grab him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really need him to lose this week. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right. All right. Let's talk about our fantasy league real quick. Just really quickly. Okay. I I believe you are making a pretty a pretty good like this week's going rough way. I looked at your bench. Uh you don't have anybody available. No. So like we, we can't tie or you uh, but one thing I, I have enjoyed watching you maneuver this team, because you start out horrible. So, how do you feel about your team moving forward? So, I, look, I've liked my team from the start. Um, you know, I've had I've had some bad luck this year. I really have. Um, you know, Wilson hadn't missed a game in his career. I draft him. He goes on the IR. Boom. Uh, draft Chris Carson goes on the IR. Calvin Ridley, please get healthy. For my Falcons and for my fantasy team, but you know, also for you. Uh, but you know, Ridley out taking care of his mental health, which I can respect and appreciate. Uh, Swift, who you know, sometimes he comes in, he looks like they're managing his load, sometimes he looks like a superstar. It's been a hectic year, uh, but I think I really, you know, I made some moves. Uh, you know, I didn't pick Wentz up blindly. Uh, I looked at his schedule, you know, I thought, I thought Wilson would be out until week 10. Uh, and I looked at Wentz's schedule, uh, from that time and I liked his matchups. Uh, you know, he, he was going against Tennessee who's given up a lot of yards. He's going against the Jets who was terrible. He's got Jacksonville this week. Uh, I mean, in week 10, he's got Jacksonville in week 10. And so I'm going to roll him out there whether Wilson plays or not week 10. I'm going to play him. And then week 11, he's got Buffalo, which I'm hoping I can roll Wilson right back into my lineup since then. So since I picked him up 26, 23, 31, you know, that that's about best case scenario in my opinion. So uh, I felt like that really hadn't hurt me much. Um, the hurt was Brandon Cook's. Uh, you know, you know, you talked about Davis Mills getting him the ball. There was a two or three game stretch there where it was pretty bleak, you know, like three, 
three catches for 16 yards and I had him in my lineup. So, um, that was rough. I was able to pick up Collins to play in place of Carson, but you know, he wasn't doing much outside that first game. They had started spreading the ball back around when Penny came back. I've just been clawing to be honest, but with my team at full health, I really like it. You know, Wilson being able to play Swift and Carson in my running back spots, uh, you know, wide receiver, I got Jamar Chase, mm-hmm. wide receiver one, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, DK, I love DK, uh, you know, that's my two wide receivers. And then in my flex, it gets a little dicey, but, you know, I feel like I've added some quality guys. I like Dalton Schultz when Dak's the quarterback, maybe not so much when Cooper Rush is the quarterback, but when Dak's the quarterback, he's looking to Schultz. I like that. I like Drake's involvement in the offense. I just traded Kent for Kenyon Drake, got him, shipped out Brandon Cooks and shipped out Collins. So I'm kind of going all in on Carson coming back. But, uh, you know, if he does, I really like where my team's at. And then my division this year, honestly, for the first time, is the weaker division, in my opinion. Uh, A little bit louder. I think, in my opinion, uh, our side of the division is a little weaker. Uh, You know, I've been trying to trade running backs get running backs from Joey all year. Joey's got a stable of running backs, you know, uh, which is really good in the way our league's set up. Mike's team looks really good. I gave him one of his running backs, stupid mistake, you know, traded him Mitchell. We Uh, talked about it. We did talk about it. We did. Uh, Clint's got a pretty good team this year. I know he's sitting at four and four, but you come over on my side, Justin just lost Derrick Henry. Right. For possibly the year, at least eight games, probably. Uh, lost Rodgers this week, possibly next week. That's Correct. big blows, especially when there's nobody on waivers to really pick up. And there's uh, one game that separates the top three, t- top four teams in your division. Yeah, you know, it, Brennan, Brennan's been battling injuries all year with uh, uh, Josh Jacobs, really, the, and, and Chubb, really the only thing T. Te- keeping his team afloat is he's got QB one and Tom Brady, uh, Jace and our side, CMC has been hurt. Dak's hurt now. Uh, so that's big blows. Uh, you know, Ashton lost Montgomery. Uh, she's now she's out. Corey Davis, Tannehill started off slow. She drafted him as her QB one. She's ended up rolling cousins out. You know, so it Miles Gaskin is her other running back. Miles Gaskin, right, is her other running back who she's had to rely on as an RB1. That's scary. That's Uh, tough, yeah. You know, uh, Danny's team isn't bad, but you know, now he's got a banged up Kyler Murray who's really been carrying him. Uh, you know, Mike Evans on a bye. Uh, you know, it's our league, our side is, is honestly beatable, you know, and you you were joking last week about me after I lose this week. Uh, I got to win out. Look, I expected to lose this week from the beginning. When I drafted my right. team and looked at my bye week and I was like, man, Swift on a bye, Carson on a bye, Wilson on a bye, DK on a bye. That's four of my starters. Like, I'm going to lose that week. So I didn't expect to win, but – uh, you know, Carson Wentz gave it his all for me. So, yeah, 31 points uh, you know, 31 points. You know, I think a few of my guys are a little under projected. Uh, not much, but, you know, I mean, Kenyon Drake, since the new coach has taken over, 
has scored in the low 20s both weeks, 22-23. And it's, you know, I like his involvement in the red zone more so than anything. You know, he's got three touchdowns in those two weeks, which I don't think is sustainable. But Mm -hmm. uh, I like like his involvement in the offense. So I think he could definitely score more than eight for me. Um, Dalton Schultz with Dak back, I love that matchup. Uh, and then I'm throwing some streamers out there. You know, I was able to snag Adrian Peterson on the waivers, who I think is going to be the between the tackles back for them. Uh, so, you know, if he can give me 10 to 11 carries, that's five points right there. That's half of his projection. If he can give me, you know, 40 yards, that's his projection. Uh, Almad, Salvin Almad, I had to pick him up and play him this week. <laughs> Going against Houston, I think it's a good matchup. I yeah, don't know what he'll do with it. You know, I don't. <laughs> You know, I don't know what's going to happen. He might hit his projection. He might fall flat on his face. I definitely need a 20-point game out of Jamar Chase. So, again, not expecting to win this week. Uh, I'm really just trying to manage, you know, hold the tide. I think a lot of the other guys on my side are going to lose. So, you know, I'm sitting in, what am I, third place on my side? Uh, You're tied for second. So, I'm tied for second, technically third, because Danny beat me head-to-head. 49% 49% and chance of making the playoffs. 49% chance. So, you know, pretty low chance. Hey, uh, I started I started at 35% in the 30s. I'm at 95% now. You can do it. Yeah. You've definitely made um, the appropriate moves. Only one person has made more moves than you that I've – and most of them, those moves are going to notice. That's going to be Joey. He's made 24 transactions. You've made 23 moves. Yeah. So you've definitely been active. When it comes to the waivers in the free agent pool, and uh, you start out three and zero, then you lose three straight, and then you alternate win loss to get the four and four, and uh, but when you were on your three loss run, I was like, oh yes, <laughs> that's one, one less person to worry about, and uh, so now at this point I'm looking at our bracket, and I'm like, man, I, I kind of, I don't know who I want to face out of you guys. I kind of want to face Jace in the first round, face him pretty early. Yeah. Um, but he's currently not. Um, and I don't want to face Brennan just because he has Nick Chubb and uh and the way and our Brady. league is and Brady, yeah. So it's gonna be uh playoff time is definitely gonna be different. Yeah. Um I may want to lose some games and not be the number one seed hitting it. <laughs> but to be honest with you, like I might want to face guys that are in my division. Look, I got a lot riding on my team being injured. You know, if Wilson comes back to pre-injury Wilson, Carson comes back, I feel good about my team. I really do. Uh, the The worst of my bye weeks will be past me. So I'll have Wilson, Swift, and DK in my lineup every week going forward. I was the wise guy who drafted guys when week 13 bye weeks. <laughs> So uh, I'm I was cutting it close, but I definitely uh, enjoy having a later bye week than a lot of other uh, other teams here. Man, let's go ahead and hop into the rankings, man. All right. So last week I finished at minus six point one at QB. ESPN finished minus five point one. Uh, so pretty decent week. Uh, I had two dead on picks. ESPN had two dead on picks. They had seven within four. I had five within four. Mm-hmm. Uh, biggest 
hurt for both of us was Kyler Murray. He cost me 20 spots. He cost them 25 spots. Outside of that, there was only a few other double-digit guys for both of us. And those were, you know, Mahomes. We both missed on Mahomes by about 11 and 13. Both missed on Jalen Hurts by 14 and 17. Herbert, we missed by 13 and 11. Other than that, a lot of single digits for both of us. Uh, so, uh, you know, pretty good week. They beat me by a whole point, but uh, not really, you know, not really any big differences in ours. It was really more where they placed. They had Tannehill in theirs. I didn't have him in mine. Mm-hmm. He gave them a few spots. I had Winston in mine. They didn't have Winston, which surprisingly, even though he got hurt, he still finished as QB 24. Uh, wow. So it didn't cost me that much. I had him at 15. Uh, and he finished at 24, so he really only cost me nine spots, still a single digit uh, off, you know, so not bad. Uh, you know, Mahomes, outside of 20, Mahomes cost me 11, Hertz cost me 14, and Herbert cost me 13. That was the worst. And, you know, for them, it was 25, 17 from Hertz, and 13 from Mahomes, so. Not a bad week, you know, probably, you know, not as good as we have been doing, but still right in our range, you know. Uh, we've, we've been right around that four to seven range. So within our range, pretty accurate with QBs usually. So you're pretty, you're pretty consistent. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. You are definitely. I'll consistent. say consistent. <laughs> uh, so jumping into the rankings for this week, uh, I have, uh, Josh Allen at one, Stafford at two, Lamar Jackson at three, Dak at four, Hertz at five, Mahomes at six, Burrow at seven, Cousins at eight, Murray at nine, hopefully he plays, <laughs> Tannehill at 10, uh, Carr at 11, Tyrod at 12, Daniel Jones at 13, Teddy at 14, and Tua at 15. Uh, Let me ask so you this. How much did bye weeks affect your rankings? Not a whole lot this week. Oh, uh, so surprisingly, not a whole lot. So you're, we're missing golf. Golf hasn't made my rankings yet. Fields hasn't made my rankings yet. Brady is the only real impact to these rankings. Maybe Taylor Henneke. Henneke has made my rankings a few times. Depending on who his matchup was, maybe that would have helped him. Um, but for me, uh, this week, it was really about uh, some of the matchups for the guys that are left not really being favorable at the QB position. Like, so Matt Ryan's been in my rankings for a few weeks, uh, the past few weeks, but I don't really trust him this week, knowing now that I know he's going to be without Ridley uh, and seeing what defenses have been able to do against Pitts. Uh, and then knowing how well that Saints front seven is and how terrible our offensive line is, not a week that I'm putting uh, Matt Ryan up there, uh, you know. And then Rodgers being, hurt, you know, being out with COVID, obviously that takes another person out. So you're looking at two out. Uh, Carson Wentz, we're doing post-Thursday. Carson Wentz has been in my rankings. He would have probably made it this week. So, you know, the, there's probably about three guys that I would have put up in here over, you know, someone like Tyrod Taylor to uh, Daniel Jones, you know, maybe Teddy Bridgewater. So 
a little difference, but not much. Bye weeks didn't really affect it. It's just other factors this week. Okay. Uh, Why do you like the Tyrod Taylor matchup? Is it because of the opponent? It's because of the opponent. Uh, You know, not that, uh, you know, the Dolphins are just absolutely terrible against the quarterback. They've actually been somewhat decent against them. Uh, You know, not great. I think second in yards, they're probably like middle of the road in touchdowns. But I think uh, it could be a game, a low scoring game, but a game where we see a lot of yardage, maybe like a lot of like yardage, but nobody really executing in the red zone. <laughs> so uh, sounds like a lot of turnovers. Are coming. A, a lot of in between the twenties and turnovers. And, you know, I think Tyrod had two pretty good or one pretty good showing before going down for the year uh, earlier. So I think he, he helps that offense out a little bit more than Mills, but not much more, a little bit more. Uh, and I think it's a battle of the worst, <laughs> you know, one of the battles of the worst in my opinion. So, right. Uh, and then again, just not trusting some of these other guys, you know? So, uh, I got Mahomes at six. That's probably as low as I've had him all year. Um, you know, I know he's going up against Green Bay without Rodgers, but that doesn't really change anything on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, so, uh, just he's been kind of scary, man. Uh, again, six feels like I'm disrespecting him, but that's about what he's been doing in our league. So, uh, Stafford, QB two, uh, Tennessee is getting lit up against the quarterback. I really like Stafford this week. I'll probably try to be putting him in some DFS plays. Uh, so, Definitely. Yeah. Cousins, I have at eight against Baltimore. Baltimore's been beatable through the air. So uh, the Giants, Derek Carr at 11, you know, that can be a pretty bad day for the Giants. Carr's been slinging it. So, All right. You have honorable mention for your QBs this week. I have one honorable mention, and that is Baker. Jordan Love. Uh, what? Baker Mayfield. <laughs> uh, look, without the distraction of OBJ, uh, I think getting Chubb back, I think really fully healthy this week. And then against Cincinnati, it was, I think, a beatable matchup for him. So, uh, look, Baker hasn't looked terrible, you know, 225 last week, but he didn't have any touchdowns, uh, you know, so – I think uh, he can get back to decent scoring, you know, 20, 22, which would put him close to the top 15 for us. But we'll see. He's an honorable mention. I do like Baker without uh, without OBJ. Because um, OBJ really didn't improve their offense like I expected him to. But let's go on to the running backs. Running backs. Versus ESPN. Last week, I finished minus 10.8. They finished minus 11.7. So I beat them in running backs last week by a little bit. Uh, so We're still waiting um, on that sweep. We are waiting on that sweep. Hopefully this week. Hopefully this is the week. Uh, the biggest miss for uh, both of us was James Robinson went down to the injury. So he finished as the RB57. Uh, cost me 54 spots because I had him at three. And he cost ESPN 48 spots because they had him at nine. Outside of that, two other big misses for both of us. Uh, Swift uh, cost me 30 spots. He cost them 28 spots. 
Uh, and then Fournette cost me 30 spots. It cost them 29 spots. So pretty, some pretty big misses. You know, for those of you who have been keeping up, we've pretty much been in the single digits for running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had 15.7, 11.3, uh, 15.7 week one, 11.3 week four. Other than that, it's been all single digits. So 10.8 is a little disappointing for me. Uh, and then ESPN has been at minus 12.8 at week one. And that was their only other double digit other than this week. Uh, so, you know, not great weeks for us in running backs. Henry getting hurt didn't help. He cost us both 19 spots. A lot of injuries this week. Uh, you know, so kind of kind of hurt us both. Uh, some guys that we did pretty well on, uh, both of us were Henderson and Kamara. We both had Henderson at seven. He finished at eight. Uh, I had Kamara at eight. He finished at nine. They had him at three. He finished at nine. So it's only six spots off. Eckler, we were both within four on. Minus four for me. I had him at two. He finished at six. ESPN had him at five. He finished at six. So minus one for them. Uh, so a rough week for us. You know, some some other big numbers on here. Minus 16 for Zeke for me. Minus 12 for ESPN. Uh you know, plus 11 on Mixon for them, plus six on Mixon for me. I had Mixon at nine. He finished at three. ESPN had him at 14, so gained them 11 spots. Uh, one guy they didn't have that I had, uh, Damon, I had your, your boy, Damon Harrison, at 15. He finished at 10, so he picked up five spots for me. And then one guy they had that I didn't have was uh, Cordero Patterson. They had him at 13. He finished at 16, so uh, – I love Cordell Patterson right now. I do. He's great, man. I enjoy. Uh, I hope we figure out a way to give him a, a contract extension without hurting ourselves like we have been doing in the past with previous management. You know, I don't think we need to put ourselves into a terrible cap situation, but I think we could re-sign him for a reasonable amount. Be competitive, you know. Our cap opens up a lot more next year, which I'm I'm excited for. Uh, so jumping into this week, uh, now this week was affected by uh, bye weeks a pretty good bit. You know, you're without DeAndre Swift, you're without Antonio Gibson, you're without Leonard Fournette, uh, you're without Alex Collins if you've been playing him in place of Carson. So you know, Swift is uh, Swift Fournette. And Gibson are all top fifteen guys in our league, so those guys are hurting you for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. unless you got a viable backup. But uh, so the bye weeks did affect that a little bit. Henry obviously being out affects that a little bit. Uh, you know, so uh, we'll see uh, how it shapes up. But one, I have Kamara going against my Falcons. Uh, I think they're going to lean on him a lot more now that Winston's hurt. Uh, they're starting Trevor Simeon, I saw today. They are, they are going to go with him over Hill. So mm-hmm. I think they could – I think they could uh, rely on Kamara a lot more with Simeon in than they would with Hill. Uh, two, I have Eckler. Uh, you know, Philly, I think, is a decent matchup for him. Uh, according to you, you don't think so. But, you know, he does it all. <laughs> he catches the ball. He runs the ball. So, I like him this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook at three. I have Zeke at four. I have Aaron Jones at five. I think it could be a lot of him this week. Uh, I have Najee Harris at six. I have Henderson at seven, Patterson at eight, Mixon at nine, CMC at 10, Chubb at 11, 
Elijah Mitchell at 12, Boston Scott at 13, Booker at 14, and Herbert at 15. Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert. So I think he's been filling in pretty well for uh, Montgomery. Uh, you know, I, I don't think it's a great matchup for him, but it's not a terrible matchup for him. You know, Pittsburgh's not – you know, not the same Steelers that they used to be. So, uh, you know, Kamar and Eckler, one and two combo for me. They're both very heavily involved in the passing game. Uh, Patterson at eight, I think he's going to be continue to be a focal point for the Falcons offense. He's got to be, uh, you know, especially with Ridley out. Uh, CMC at 10. Uh, we'll see, you know, how that works out. I'm interested to see him back. Um, I don't know how he's going to look. I don't know what kind of shape he's in, but, uh, you know, going against new England, that's getting one of their playmakers back. I could see them using him often. Uh, so, uh, and then on the other end of that chargers matchup, Boston Scott's look good, man. Uh, and, I don't want to talk about anybody. And the chargers are terrible against the run. So, uh, I think it's a good week for him. DFS so. for sure. Yeah, I'm going to be playing him in some DFS. What yeah. I liked about him is he got all the important carries. Like him and Howard split the important carries. They didn't start getting Gainwell involved until garbage time. So, Right. And uh, that because I am a Gainwell owner. <laughs> I was like, oh, Sanders goes down, which I expect him to. I'll have Gainwell. And it just hasn't worked out at anyone. Uh, I'm stuck with Kenneth Gainwell, uh, but he is out of the M, out of Memphis, who <laughs> constantly produces um, great athletes. But, yeah, I really wish Gainwell would step it up. I don't want any part of the Eagles' backfield. Oh, me neither. Uh, honorable mention? Uh, honorable mentions, I have uh, Moss. Uh, yes. I think he's got a, you know, got a decent matchup against Jacksonville. The problem I have with him is you never know which one of those guys is going to be the focal point. It's so frustrating. If you're a Singletary owner or a uh, Moss owner, it's very frustrating. So uh, It's not uh, frustrating at all because I understand Zach Moss is definitely the, uh, the running back to own just because he does all of the um, between-the-tackles work while – Singletary is going to be their uh, their zone runner because uh, he's great at balancing things, and he's going to get a lot of the passing work. So you just go by game script. Yes, Moss, but you know, you, yeah, I don't know. So looking at them on the year, okay, you say that like okay, Zach Moss is the clear favorite. He's got sixty two carries. For 227 yards. Okay. Uh, and three touchdowns. And Devin Singletary has 67 carries. So five more carries. But he's got 339 yards. A whole hundred yards more. And only one touchdown is the problem. He, so played, like he's, he, played one, he played one game more as well. Don't forget that Zach Moss was a healthy scratch. That's fair. But what is it, what else does that tell you? And then Singletary has 
14 catches for 39 yards, and Zach Moss has 16 catches for 148 yards and a touchdown. So, like, is Devin Singletary really the passing guy, or is Zach Moss really the passing guy? You don't know. No one knows. No one knows. I don't even think they know. I don't trust either one of them. That's fair. I don't trust either one of them. And they're separated by less than 20 points. Singletary's got 84.5 on the year, and Moss has 101 on the year. In so one like, game, in one less game. I, I get it is one less game. I do get that. It is one less game. But, like, it's not like Singletary's going away. He's still getting his carries. He had, like, two or three carries last week before Moss even had one. So, you know, I really – there is no rhyme or reason to how they're doing it. I think it's really just whoever the OC wants to put in for that drive. <laughs> I, I enjoy how potent that offense is. So, you got Zach Moss. And Chase Edmonds. That's I like my, Chase Edmonds as well. That's my two uh, honorable mentions this week. Those are pretty yeah. good. Those are just a pretty good honorable mention. So, uh, moving into tight ends. Last week was rough. Uh, for some <laughs> reason, for some reason, when I went back and got ESPN's rankings, I did not get the tight end ranking. So I am sorry. This is two weeks in a row I've dropped the ball. No, following up on that, no, ESPN's rankings. We wanted to stay away from that because of how volatile the tight end position is. Yeah, but last week I had one pick dead on, which was TJ Hawkinson, uh, and then I had three picks within four. But even though I had three within four and one dead on, it was my second worst week for tight ends, <laughs> minus 17.2, uh, which has been it's my worst, second worst. My other was week four, minus 18.4. And it all starts with Travis Kelsey again. Uh, Travis Kelsey, minus 25 spots for me. Even though he didn't cost me the most, the most was Fant, who cost me 32 spots. But, like, I can expect that out of Fant. I can expect Fant to either finish close to what I got him at or just totally bomb, you know? And and that's with every tight end general. But I do not expect Travis Kelsey to cost me 25 spots. You know, that hurts. I will tell you this. The Chiefs did make a trade for a tight end, so I think maybe seeing the end of the Travis Kelsey era. I I think so as well. Uh, Ashton listens to this episode. She might kill us both in our sleep, but uh, I think trade, it's coming. Trade uh, I don't think it's this season, but it's coming. It, the it's it's looming. Uh, so not much more to talk about there. It was a rough week on tight end. Uh, going into this week, um, you know, you are without Hawkinson, so that mm-hmm. hurts. Uh, that's really probably the only tight end that is affecting you this week. Uh, there's not really any more, you know, uh, Gerald Everett, as much as you like to hype him up, he's not hurting you if, you, if you're missing him this week. Uh, so, but Kelsey's kind of, he's kind of losing my faith. So for one, I have Andrews, two, I have Waller, three, Kelsey, four, Gusecki, five, Dallas Goddard, six, I have Kyle Pitts, seven, Schultz, eight, I have Zach Ertz, nine, Surprise here, Evan Ingram, 10, Henry, uh, Hunter Henry. Uh, you know, uh, starting with Gasecki, Houston is the worst team against the tight end this year, uh, and they have been throwing to Gasecki a lot. So I really like him this week. 
Uh, I really like Waller this week without Ruggs. Again, I know I said earlier Ruggs didn't really add a whole lot to that offense, in my opinion, but they got to throw to somebody. Uh, and, you know, Ruggs has been sort of the deep threat for that team. So I think now that kind of shifts back to Waller. Uh, and then Andrews, I like Andrews and what can potentially be a pretty good high scoring game in Baltimore and Minnesota. Both of those teams. <laughs> you know, have been beatable through the air. And I don't think Minnesota has been in a big, you know, they've been in a close game every week. So uh, I like that game. I think it's got shootout potential. I like Andrews in that matchup. And, uh, you know, I like Ingram. You know, they didn't trade him. They kept him. I think they kept him there for a reason. They really like him. They got to get him involved a little more. He's athletic. They don't have anybody else to throw to right now. Uh, So I like him. So, I, I I don't know why they didn't trade him. Um, yeah, I would have liked to see Evan Ingram somewhere else. But yeah, I really thought Green Bay was going to pull the trigger. Dude, I don't want to talk about them doing anything exciting, <laughs> like, <laughs> like except except put Aaron Rodgers on the COVID list. That's exciting. Yeah, I get in some trouble <laughs> and lose a draft pick that probably would have been a late receiver um, to help a winning roster, a continuing roster. But uh, so let's, let's take a look it's a, at uh, it's a good segue into receivers, huh? Yes. absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, so last week uh, I finished at minus 18.94. So it doesn't sound like a great week, but outside of last week when I had the really good week, this is my only other week under 20. Uh, and this is ESPN's second week under 20. They finished at minus 17.5. Uh, when I throw some of these numbers out here, people are going to be like, whoa, how'd you finish so much better? <laughs> because I missed big on some. But uh, before to where my top 20 list was full of big numbers, there's really only a few of really big numbers this time. So <laughs> that kind of helped out. Uh, jumping right in, uh, the biggest miss for me, was Emmanuel Sanders. I really thought he had a good uh, matchup last week, which they did have a good matchup. He just was not involved in that matchup. Uh, I had him at 16. He finished tied with a bunch of other people at 120 with zero points. Uh, So uh, that hurt. He cost me 104 spots. So uh, that was big. Uh, But other than that, um, you know, we had we both had five within four picks, so that's pretty good. Uh, not bad for us. Uh, Hopkins was one of our biggest hurts. Uh, he cost me forty nine. He cost ESPN forty three. Jefferson cost me seventy five. He cost ESPN seventy four. Uh, and then another big one was Cortland Sutton. He cost me forty six. He cost ESPN forty one. But other than that, you know. Cooper Cup, six spots. A.J. Brown, three spots. Uh, Debo Samuel, three spots. Tyreek Hill, two. Lamb, seven. Allen, Godwin, three, nine. Thielen, one spot. Uh, Evans and D.K., 11. So not terrible. You know, we, we did pretty good everywhere else, except for those few that really just hurt us. So uh, jumping into this week. Let's uh, do it. You are probably most likely affected this week. Uh, you know, you're without 
Scary Terry, uh, McLaurin, you're without Godwin, you're without Mike Evans, you're without DK, you're without Lockett. So pretty big impact here in wide receiver. Uh, so I uh, might see a few names on the list that I haven't been putting on here. Uh, number one, though, is Cooper Cup. Two, Debo Samuel. Three, A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. Four, Stefan Diggs. Five, Justin Jefferson. Six, Jamar Chase, LSU. Seven, <laughs> D.J. Moore. Eight, Tyreek Hill. Nine, Devontae Adams. Probably the lowest I've had him all year. Ten, C.D. Lamb. Eleven, Keenan Allen. Twelve, Cooks. I like Tyrod coming back. Uh, he knows get the ball to his wide receiver one. 13, Cooper. 14, Hollywood Brown. 15, Jarvis Landry. First time he's been in my rankings this year. 16, Ooh. Julio Jones. 17, Thielen. 18, Hopkins. Pretty low for Hopkins. 19, Tooney. Uh, to- is it Tooney? Tony? Tooney? I call him Tony. Kader's Tony? Kader's Tony. Uh, and then 20, Honey- Hunter Renfro. Yes. Uh, so, uh, I think oh Renfro, Renfro will absorb some of that offense from Ruggs being out, uh, obviously. Cooper Cup, wide receiver one. The dude is killing it this year. Without a doubt. Uh, you know, he, he's got the best matchup this week. Uh, the Titans are the worst team in the league to the wide receiver. I think they're giving up, like, five more touchdowns than the next closest team Jeez. and a lot of yards. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, three more touchdowns in the closest team, but still, you know, 15 touchdowns is a lot. That is a wide receiver. And yards, they are first by like almost 200. 1,728 yards to the wide receiver position. The Colts are second with 1,586. And the Colts are actually pretty good record-wise. Yeah, and that's including (laughs) – and the 1,586, I mean, yeah. You know, anyway, so Titans are definitely beatable on the outside. And I know Cooper Cup isn't always on the outside, but he's the number one receiver. So mm-hmm. uh, I really like that matchup. Uh, I have Woods as an honorable mention for that same reason. Uh, I think Stafford is going to light them up, but Tennessee, we'll see how they are. You know, I believe even without Henry, they're going to be able to stay competitive. Uh, for the style of offense they've run. I don't think one player is going to replace Henry. I think we're going to see AP a good bit, but I think we're going to see McNichols as well. So uh, I, I don't think that that offense definitely is hurting without, you know, Derrick Henry. Right. But I still think they can be competitive based on the style of offense they will now probably play, which mm-hmm. will be play action, a lot more play action than it has been. Uh, and then – you know, I think that opens up. I think Julio's finally getting healthy, so uh, got him back in my top 20 this week. Uh, Tyreek Hill, look, I've dropped all Kansas City pass catchers and pass throwers until they can prove me wrong again. I don't blame you. Uh, so until they prove me wrong, look, I know they're going against Green Bay without Rodgers, but that doesn't tell me anything on the defensive side of the ball. The Green Bay defense isn't changing any. It's just the offense. Uh, so <laughs> it doesn't mean that Mahomes is all of a sudden going to look more accurate. And Tyreek Hill and Kelsey are all of a sudden gonna, you know, be the normal, you know. So I don't, I don't trust them until they earn it. I don't trust them anymore. Uh, Chase I want to speak. Six. I want to, I want to speak I on love the, them. the Chiefs for a moment. I already know you love okay. Chiefs. All right. So I believe uh, one thing that we're seeing with Mahomes is uh, he needs a bye week. He needs a week away from football, and with it being a week thirteen. 
I don't like having such a late bye week for him because he needs something to ruin or break up this uh, this poor m- momentum that he has rolling yeah. down this season. But I just Look, wish, and that's going to be you know with the extended season, that's going to be a lot of teams. You know, I was like that with the Falcons with them having there so early. Like mm-hmm. they had there so early, and now they got to go into this run of conference game, division games, and like that's rough. That's you can't rough. afford to have injuries, yeah. You know, especially late in the season, that's rough. You know, at least some of these later by weeks, they having a rough season. You know, you start off healthy, then it maybe gets rough. Then you get to get the little bit of rest, and you get some of that energy back. These early by weeks, you start off healthy, you have right. the buy. It's not really that beneficial, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I mean, that's I guess maybe. I guess maybe if you were banged up, you know, it might have helped. But for the most part, it's not really that beneficial. You're pretty healthy. And then you come back, you have a few good weeks, and it's all downhill from there. Yeah, that's that's two ways to look at it. Yeah. So, all right, let's hop on this uh, Jamar Chase, who I put my money on with the sports books to win rookie of the year. And he looks like he's going to do me some good after uh, failing me for the Heisman Trophy that Devontae Swift won. <laughs> so, uh so go ahead and touch on Chase like you really, really wanted to. Oh, man. I just I love him. It. I love him. You know, <laughs> there's a little bias. Look, I'm not going to lie. I can 100% be objective and admit that I have a little bias in Jamar Chase. But I think you can vouch for me when people talked about Chase coming out this year and they were like, oh, he took a year off. Oh, the one year doesn't mean anything. He played in the best offense. We're one of the best QBs. And they had Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and yada, 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 yada. And I was squashing it all from the start. The man is a stud. He, he, is. he is probably – I think he went under the radar. I think he's probably one of the best wide receiver prospects to come out in a really long time. You know, you don't see people doing what he did at the college level, and that's attack the ball at the point of contact with his hands, go up, make plays, put double moves on corners. Like, you just don't – you know, he can run the whole route tree. You don't see that. He's stronger than what people thought he was. You know, they thought, oh, he's a string bean. Like, he is, you know, muscle strength isn't always the same as strength strength and like he's bullying dbs like he's bullying dbs and that's all he's got to do that that's strength to him you know uh he's beating presses off the line and oh i love goodness. it yes. man i his love route, it his route running is uh he's really good at attacking dbs and that is where you see him turn guys around um he, man you do know i think do I think it helped him going into an offense with a quarterback he was familiar with? Absolutely. Absolutely. More teams should do don't, that. Don't get me wrong. But to exactly, more teams should do that. To me, that is the, the franchise, the coach, ownership, whoever you want to say, that's them really buying into their quarterback and saying, look, okay, we know this is what we need. But you have faith in this guy. You want this guy. We're going to go get him for you. So we're going to go get him. And look, man, it's paid dividends. Is their offensive line perfect? No. No. Am I scared every time Joe Burrow takes a step back? Yes. (laughs) But how many years are we going to have offensive line prospects? Every year. Every year you're going to have offensive linemen coming out of the Big Ten 
coming out of Alabama. Like you're going to have offensive linemen to draft and you can get them pretty deep. You can get them in free agency. I mean, the chiefs rebuilt their whole offensive line this year. Uh, So, I mean, offensive line is always going to be there. I think Jamar chase is a once in a generation. We always use the once in a generation for quarterbacks. You don't hear it about wide receivers much, but he's that guy. He is that guy, you know, and to me, it's not a knock on Smith. It's not a knock on Waddle. It's not a knock on the guys who came out last year, Jefferson, those guys. But, like, he's that guy. Absolutely. And I will say it. He is the most polished wide receiver prospect that I have enjoyed watching from a, uh, from a standpoint of being a former receiver since Justin Hardy. Nobody remembers how good Justin Hardy really was at ECU, how he could do it all. That is exactly what Jamar Chase is. Um, so make sure you all go check out Justin Hardy, ECU highlights. It was phenomenal. And uh, the type of receiver that Jamar Chase is, he reminds me so much of Justin Hardy when it comes to everything from the snap of the ball before the ball arrives. Um, and it is, it's so smooth and uh, it's underappreciated. And I feel like uh, it's one of those things that um, when you don't really understand the nuances of the position and things like that, you kind of overlook it. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that Jamar Chase does, even when the ball isn't coming to him, that I that I enjoy watching. And, uh, yeah, he's definitely uh, that dude when it comes to the receivers of, uh, of, of the future. Yeah. Uh, another guy, you know, I want to touch on is, is Landry. Um, you know, I really uh, – I like what – not like, but – he's getting healthier you know he's got that repertoire with baker uh i think this is probably a good week for him to get back to that top 20 value catching a lot of things underneath and being being valuable to that offense so i like uh i like jarvis landry this week uh slot guys yeah so yeah landry and the rapport that he has with baker is definitely um something i enjoy uh and then you know Renfro, I touched base on a little bit already, but I, I like him this week. Um, Hollywood Brown, who you've been hating on all year, he's consistently been pretty good. And you I know, can't he's been, it. So he's been good this year. So I uh, like him this week. And, again, what I think could be a shootout game. And then my other, other honorable mention other than Woods is Jalen Waddle. Uh, you know, uh, more so because of the matchup. So Right. Man, it was rough getting here, but we we it got was. done with the rankings. We got done with the QB teams. Uh, we touched on your fantasy team. And uh, it's been a great podcast. Appreciate you all for listening. Any closing remarks, Kate? I don't have any, man. I don't know what I'm going to do with this game tomorrow. I don't care for either team, but I'm going to enjoy going to that stadium for the first time. So. Okay, let's do this. Uh, the over-under was 67. Uh, over-under 67 points for Ole Miss versus Liberty. I'm going to go over. <laughs> go way over. I think we might see close to 80 points. Wow. Um, I, dude. All right, yeah. I think we we're going to see 80 I points. Was, I was thinking low 70s. No, I'm I, thinking. I, I'm thinking it's going to be close, but. No, Ole Miss is putting okay. up 50 points and allowing okay. at least 30. Okay. 
but uh, I can't wait to meet you guys tomorrow. We are going to uh, have a good time. I'll see you tomorrow, Tay. Have a good one. Peace.